0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast from Shemaine's Model Health for those looking to optimize their long term health and weight, and also, I suppose, learn about their body and how it actually works. I am Shemaine Linney, I am your host, I'm a biohacker and fitness and nutrition expert, and I hope you're all enjoying the sun today. If you're in Alberta, The sun is glorious this morning and we know how important the sun is and fresh air for optimizing your long-term health and weight. So before we go on, I must emphasize that the information found in these podcasts Is for informational purposes and should not be taken as medical advice Um, so please do consult your doctor before you take any action on any health concerns and also any opinions given by myself or information is based on the research and the studies that I have done so if you find something that conflicts with what I say of course please share it or pull me up on it so Last week we looked at perimenopause and the symptoms and how we can make that journey a little bit easier. Well, this week we're going ahead with um, surviving menopause naturally. So menopause, what is it? How can we make that transition a little bit easier? What are some natural techniques or survival practices we can put into place? Um, so, menopause is inevitable for many of us. Um, it's a naturally occurring transition in a woman's life. It's that period where women undergo a lot of changes in their body. And in this podcast, I hope to provide you with some information about these changes um, and how you can, like I said, make this transition a little bit easier for yourself. And, of course, be sure to share it with anyone else that might be going through menopause sometime in the near future. So, menopause is nature's way of signaling that the end of childbearing years is upon you. So, you stop having your periods... Usually it's around 50, 52. Um, That seems to be the common age for menopause to kick in. But menopause can occur before or even after 50. And in some cases it can be surgically induced. Like if one gets a hysterectomy. They can skip the whole perimenopause phase and go straight to menopause. um, Because they have that instant change in hormones. Um... So when that happens, symptoms, when some, because I was speaking to a girl this morning about hysterectomy as an option, um, and when one does get a hysterectomy, with that immediate change in hormones, symptoms can often intensify because there's no kind of gradual downshift. So the estrogen and progesterone production simply just stops, and then you have to go from there. So, when menopause occurs, the primary symptoms you're likely to experience are, of course, those hot flashes, um, vaginal dryness, menstrual irregularities, um, depression, mood swings, feeling different, not like yourself and not feeling good in yourself, Um, weight gain as well. And then changes in your body shape and I mentioned this in last week's podcast on perimenopause where once those oestrogen and progesterone ratios change that you will see basically your butt move to your front. So a lot of women will lose their butt and then they'll gain a belly. It's like your back moves to your front and that's the changes in those oestrogen ratios. Um... So short and long-term strategies can help you control all these symptoms. Of course, I do like the whole long-term approach because that is part of my mantra. It's long-term health. Be constantly, always supporting your health and always stacking things in your condition. Um, The best approaches are... Preventative, So that's where the younger generation, my age, 20 and 30s, is where we want to be more proactive and putting preventative measures in place now for the long term. So it's the long term game. And those best approaches, of course, are going to be nutrition and exercise. Um And then, of course, biohacking your environment. um And that's not surprising because the most obvious manifestations of menopause have emerged in the last 75 years where our nutrition quality and diet and movement have changed. Um, but if we look at what natural support or natural solutions we were using in the past, and we revert to them, it can be possible to minimize even the most frustrating night sweats and weight gain. Um, And it can be quite simple. So, menopause occurs when you stop producing those estrogen and progesterone hormones, and your periods cease. So, back in the day, it seemed sensible to scientists that replacing those hormones would alleviate menopausal symptoms. Um, Of course, that didn't happen because the body is a lot more sophisticated than um, one simple concept. And one of the problems with this approach was that it looked at menopause as more of a disease to be treated with medication as opposed to just another stage in your life. And then, of course, we understand that synthetic hormones do not act like the real hormones that we produce. Um, And of course, many people hope for a quick fix when it comes to different lifestyle stages because menopause for some people can be very tough stage and for others not so bad but for those that really struggle and have always struggled with the health their fingers are always crossed for a quick fix um, unfortunately in what I do and in my line of work in what many natural health practitioners do um, that quick fix it's not what living a healthy lifestyle or making healthy lifestyle changes are all about but for those who do want the short list um there's a few easy ways to determine if you're in menopause um, along with some to-dos that can help put you kind of on the right track sooner rather than later. So determine if you're in menopause. So you ask your physician for a blood test called an FSH test um, and that determines if your pituitary glands think your ovaries aren't fully functioning. As a result, um, it'll start secreting more FSH so that's follicular stimulating hormone Um, and there's no need to do this if you have had a surgically induced menopause so where you've had a hysterectomy or had your ovaries removed um, as by definition you're already menopausal. So the higher your FSH levels the more likely you're in menopause. So perimenopause, as we looked at last week in last week's podcast, begins the process a few years in advance, even up to 10 years in advance. In those rare cases that it can happen even further in advance. Um, and once you haven't had your period for a year, you are then considered to be menopausal. Um, so just a few diet and lifestyle changes can have a dramatic effect on how you experience menopause, especially if you start making them as early as possible. So. At the latest in that stage, but in the earliest, I'm saying like even in your 20s and 30s, you want to be starting to stack conditions in your favor. Of course, I'm going to say that because I am a health professional and I believe that we should always, regardless of age, be working on our health um, um, and with a long term goal in mind, be it to prevent a bad menopause or prevent cancer in the future or whatever it may be. So there's some things so you'd get that confirmation off your doctor. Yes, you're in menopause. So what are some strategies you can implement immediately to help? So you can look at first taking a high quality omega-3 fat or a supplement. Um, My favorite being krill oil. Cod liver oil can be good if you can get a good source, so balancing the ratios of omega-3 and omega-6 in your body through supplements and whole foods can be effective at helping the hormones regulate a bit better and easing your symptoms. Then you could look at um, phytoestrogens or plant estrogens. The earlier you take them or implement these into your diet, the easier it is to moderate oestrogen levels when you do go into menopause uh, the drop won't be so dramatic and part of this is by implementing some of these phytoestrogens or plants that can help detoxify and manage oestrogen a better a bit better Um, that can stop or block stronger forms of estrogens from coming in and causing havoc, basically. So you can find some nice phytoestrogens in licorice and alfalfa, but I really like um, broccoli sprouts and daikon radish. Are my favorite phytoestrogens. Royal maca also seems to be pretty good at this, but you want to get a really high quality one. So when you look at royal maca, um, price does matter here the more expensive it is the better quality it is also another favorite of mine and I think I think females especially should be adding in green tea long before they ever approach perimenopause let alone menopause um, so green tea is one of my favorite kind of, Fairy dust sources, as I teach my clients about, or whole food sources for optimizing health. I really like green tea for hair and skin health. Um, I think it has amazing anti-aging properties. But, so the polyphenols in green tea are associated with a lower risk of heart disease um, and have been shown to be more effective in red wine. I know not many of you want to hear that, and also 17 times more effective than wild blueberries. But anyway, one study shows that green tea can also reduce the risk of breast cancer in younger women under 50. And that is true, that modulating the good and the bad estrogen ratios again. So super important. And that is it's something really simple and easy to implement into your diet is a cup of green tea a day is going to start stacking things in your favor. So once you've kind of implemented your fats and your good kind of phytoestrogenic foods and your green tea, you kind of got a good foothold then. So what would you then kind of add into that or follow through with after that so um, you can look at addressing each symptom as they come um, or you can just constantly like I said be stacking conditions in your favor so if you're looking at regulating body temperature and hot flashes um, black cahoosh can be very effective but honestly my favorite for hot flashes has to be rosemary hands down it works all the time every time and you can even get that in a tea not only does it help with the hot flashes but it helps with detoxifying estrogen by supporting the microbiome or the gut so really good there um you also want to be conscious about your food choices so like trying your best to eat whole foods that are locally grown and organic and if you're going with meats like pasture raised or grass-fed because you're already going through this stage where hormones are going a bit berserk last thing you want to be adding in is bad animal hormones or excess animal hormones and chemicals to you're just asking for trouble you're just Instead of stacking conditions in your favor, you're stacking conditions against yourself if you're not focusing on your food sources and the quality of the food. And then you've got, once you've got those down, you want to be exercising regularly to help again with the metabolism of the estrogen. So, Getting it, getting the right one flowing in your body and getting the wrong one out of your body. And then um, the exercise, of course, is going to help with testosterone. If you really want to manage menopause properly, you want to pay a lot of attention to testosterone. So start a program that you'll know you'll do at least three times a week, even if it's just 15 minutes a day. And then um, another supplement that is important is vitamin D. So vitamin D is important for progesterone. So again, to keep those estrogen progesterone levels, that ratio nice. Um, And progesterone is super important for bone health too. So vitamin D, again, is important for bone health and metabolizing of sex hormones. So yeah, adding a good vitamin D3 on a daily basis, as well as getting your sunshine. So those are kind of your short-term, if you haven't been already stacking conditions in your favor, you can start to add them in now. Those are the short-term, but like longer-term solutions that you should be ideally starting 20s, 30s, 40s. Um, you should be developing healthy habits that support a good lifestyle um, and you should be investing a little bit of time into optimizing your health and finding out what are the best supplements, what are the best foods for you. Um, constantly adding in some sort of exercise to your day. So this is the long term. This is what you should be doing. And then you um, of the time, your focus is on very good, dense, health-promoting nutrition. And I say 80% of the time because a lot of my clients have families and it is hard for them to be focused purely on dense nutrition 100% of their week. You know yourself, stuff happens with kids, stuff happens with husbands, it's just stuff that happens. So 80% of the time, you're going to be focused on nutrition. So that's your long-term goal, constantly stacking things in your favour. There's obviously conventional medicine has its place but really if you're stacking conditions in your favor you should not need to resort to conventional stuff. I mean a hysterectomy is horrific unless absolutely needed i would advise against it i don't like to see my clients get a hysterectomy when i know there is another way so unless they absolutely need it um it would be no let's try these other preventative lifestyle changes instead um and it has been proven that conventional hormone replacement therapy or hrt hrt excuse me was once touted um, to be amazing. We're finding out now that it's in fact dangerous um, and the studies are there the following prescriptions now have black box warnings so that means they have warnings on the side and if someone's not aware of them they may not recognize these warnings but i want you guys to recognize these warnings because it's your health and i want you all to be doing things in your favor not against you so premarin um premarin is an estrogen extraction from pregnant mares urine so horse pee um, and we now know it is associated with an increased risk of heart disease so maybe second thing that one estrogen therapy this is where the estrogen is extracted from primarin um, which was effective in combating some menopausal symptoms but was proven to have serious negative side effects such as increased risk of breast cancer and an increased risk in insulin levels and you don't need me to go down to the associated health negatives on insulin. And then there's Provera. This drug is a progesterone or a synthetic form of progesterone which probably makes it even more toxic than Premarin. And it is documented to have negative side effects, including blood clotting. You don't want your blood clotting. In addition, long-term usage studies have revealed many other negative side effects of HRT, including high blood pressure and vaginal bleeding, um, anemia, and... Then, again, that breast cancer, which I hate discussing, but I think people really need to be aware of the driving factors behind that. There was a study done um, that showed... um, It was a couple of thousand, I think, or a a couple of hundred thousand. It showed um, women quit taking hormone replacement therapy and the incidence of breast cancer fell dramatically by 7%. Like that's huge. If you want that study, let me know and I will share it with you. So, um just just be educated is what I'm saying when it comes to HRT. Um just be really educated. Um so then when there's the next one which is bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, um, When diet and lifestyle changes are not enough, bioidentical hormones may be able to help. um, But the FDA has had issues with bioidentical hormone replacement therapy, specifically estriol. And if you remember estriol, last week we spoke in our perimenopause podcast was the one that starts to increase. So the FDA effectively banned it, but at the same time they were attempting to create their own, so I don't know. I mean, you do your research and make of it what you like, but bioidentical hormones, unlike synthetic hormones, are natural ones from animals, are natural hormones that are bioidentical to your own. Um, and most of the time, 80% of that is that East trial, which is where we see the changes in hormones. Um, so basically. Here's the thing with bioidentical hormones, each has been used safely for decades and I believe it's particularly useful when your ovaries have been removed or you've had a hysterectomy Um, and there are a lot of studies and doctors that will back that. I don't see much negatives on bioidentical hormones apart from the delivery methods of it. So Oral supplementation is not something I agree with. I do like topical application of bioidentical hormones because it allows you to absorb it and um, target specific locations. So hormone creams are one common alternative that a treat, achieves this so that those topical creams don't have to pass through the liver. They'll go straight into the bloodstream. Um, there is one side effect to that though, since progesterone is fat soluble, it can build up in your fatty tissues and lead to having too much progesterone in your body. It's rare, but it can happen. And a lot of the time, most people are more on the estrogen dominant side. So it's not so much of a concern as it is to just an FYI. Um, Sublingual drops too are being offered by doctors or naturopaths as well. And these can be pretty good as they enter your bloodstream directly and will not build up in your tissues. Um, So these are pretty good. If your doctor or naturopath will prescribe them, then that's the road I would go. and it's also a bit easier to determine the doses that you're taking. And so you know exactly how much you're taking. And that direct delivery system also means you um, can oftentimes take a lower dose than you would need to if you were taken, say, in a pill form. So do watch off for knockoffs there. Get stuff like that from a trusted health professional. So a doctor or a naturopath. Or an integrative health practitioner that you trust. Um, Constantly stacking conditions in your favor from a young age as a woman is always going to be the optimal choice or the best choice to you. Um, Prevention is always the smartest medicine. Start making changes in your nutrition, your diet, your lifestyle, um, even before. During perimenopause, but if before, if you can, if you're already following me before that or following some other health practitioners, start as early as you can and then, um, Make sure you're making conscious good choices with your nutrition and your food sources. So local, organic, grass-fed, pasture-raised, avoid toxins as much as you can. You can add in some of those quick fixes that I mentioned above. That'll start getting the ball moving with your omegas and your green tea and your phytoestrogens through your whole foods. Um, And then... You can look at the other stuff that you could add in rosemary for hot flashes, vitamin D3 essential for your hormones and bone health and progesterone and all that. So there's a lot there that you can start to implement. And a lot of it, you'll have heard it before, like... To be optimal in your health and in your lifestyle, a lot of it is what you should already be doing. Your body is one system and your lifestyle should just be one big cycle of trying to optimize every aspect of that system, regardless if you've got obesity or regardless if you've got Alzheimer's or cholesterol or diabetes or you're going through menopause. The body is one system, so addressing it as such with one complete lifestyle is what's going to be best for you so uh kind of just driving that message home start stacking conditions in your favor and making good choices to prevent negative effects in the long term um so well, i hope you found that helpful if you have any feedback of course reach out to me like i said if you'd like to hear that study about the women dropping the um hormones please reach out to me through my website or Facebook and I'll get that to you otherwise please do share with anyone you feel may benefit Um, get out there enjoy some sun while you can and have a great week we will chat later bye bye